Welcome to The Well Podcast. We pray that this message ministers to you and blesses you as you listen. listening to everything he's already been doing this morning, it's, it's like, wow. He definitely wants our yes, doesn't he? This morning as I was going before him, um, the Lord told me to read the Psalms 91 in the Passion Translation. Now, I've my mother had me memorize it as a child in the King James, so I, I know it, right? I'm like, all right, Lord, I'll read it. Then he told me to read it to you all. So here we go. It says, when you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God most high. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me. The only God for me and my great confidence. Now, when we were singing that song, and Katie changed to singing Hope, I don't know if you realized it, but the sun began to shine. This whole room lit up, and I'm like, my eyes are closed. I'm like, okay, why did it just get bright in here? I think that's our Lord just smiling, you know. It says, he will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. I love that. He watches over us. He protects us, but then he also keeps us from the traps of the enemy because they are out there. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. Do you know what a false accusation is? Something spoken against you that isn't true. There's a lot of that going on in this world today. A lot of lying going out. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit. Of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by night or by day. Demonic danger will not trouble you. Nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster. With thousands and thousands being killed. You remain unscathed and unharmed. These are some awesome promises. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment. For they will be paid back for what they have done. And that's just because they didn't surrender to the king. That's the only reason. When we live our lives within the shadow of God most high, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? 
God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. Isn't that just like our God? You know, when I heard about, you know, the car wreck, that car is just a piece of metal. Her, her children were safe and so was she. Them angels were in charge over her to keep her in all of his ways. I, I love that. says, if you walk, did I just skip? No, I guess I didn't. Yeah, God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you. For you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. And that's what he was really talking about to me this morning. That we can enjoy the fullness of his salvation. When I was dwelling on that, the Lord, he said, you know, a lot of people, they accept me as Lord and Savior and they think that's all there is. And he's like, think about this for a minute. When, when someone signs up for the military, right, say the branch of the Marines, they sign up. They're just not a Marine now, are they? They don't give them a gun and say, okay, you're going into the field. Let's, let's get busy. No, they go through rigorous training and how to become that Marine that can fight together with their platoon or with their special forces, the guys that they're going to go into the battle with. And I heard the Lord say that about us. He says, many of my children feel like, okay, I've surrendered to you, God. Okay, have your way. Yet they don't do what they're supposed to do to become the man and woman of God who they were created to be. We have to do something. We have to step out and become who he called us to be. And part of that, If we go to Romans 12, 1 and 2. You know, you see those precious promises that we just read in, in Psalms 91. If you don't believe them, I, I can't guarantee they'll work for you. Everything hinges on what you believe in this word. Everything. He says, if you believe, these signs shall follow. Right? He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. 
And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So there's something that we have to do here. Our old thinking doesn't work anymore. What I was brought up in, what I was taught by the world, I like the phrase, it's called stinking thinking, (laughs) you know. We're to be renewed in our minds. Do you realize that that's our battlefield? (laughs) We've got voices speaking into our minds constantly. We have my flesh, what I want to do. I have the enemy trying to constantly bombard me and tell me who I'm not. And then I have the Holy Spirit. Now, do you know the difference between these voices? He says in, I guess I should open my notes. That would help a little bit. Let's not get ahead of myself too. I uh, I read a. Uh, I like the version, the U version of the Bible app on my phone, and I come across one that's called the Chatterbox. <laughs> I said, "Hmm, that sounds interesting. I want to check that out." And um, one of the things that he was talking about was that constant voice is going off in your head, like. Have you ever heard this one? I can't, I won't, I'm not, I never. All these I can'ts. and I I have a boss and he's like, don't ever say you can't do something. And I'm a mechanic and he says, if you can't do something, then you'll never do it. You won't even try. And this is what the enemy is constantly trying to do in our minds. He's trying to get us to doubt who God says we are. We've got scripture like in Psalms 139, and we, we like this one. I think it's 17, where it speaks of God's good thoughts for us outnumber the sands of the sea. Now, if his good thoughts for us outnumber the sands of the sea, that's a lot of good thoughts. So why am I dwelling on the negative thoughts the enemy tries to bring to me? All my life... I've been taught, you just rebuke it, and it'll go. And all my life, I tried that, and man, it just didn't work. Lord, what am I doing wrong? There's more to it than just rebuking it. And that's, that's what he took me on this journey to figure out. See where I want to go next here. Second uh, Corinthians ten, three through five. Talks about spiritual war. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds 
casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now, when I read that, we're supposed to cast down those arguments and every high thing, right? That's our responsibility. I can't sit here and just expect God to do it. I have a responsibility to transform my mind. You know, just like the military has a responsibility to mold these men into Marines so they can go and do their job. You know, I, I look at the story of the Israelites when Moses, you know, he brought out roughly 3 million people out of Egypt and they had a promised land to go to. You know, we got all kinds of promises in this word, don't we? All kinds of them. And here they are, they're out of bondage and they're on this journey to the promised land. Yet they could never get their mind out of Egypt. And they ended up dying in the wilderness because they didn't transform their mind. They could not get that mindset out. And this is what God wants to do. He wants to get our old mindsets out. And he wants to transform our minds into what? The mind of Christ. I love it because... When Jesus went on the mountain and was transfigured, do you realize that's the same word used for transform mind? <laughs> A transfigured. I mean, that's perfection. He wants us to have the mind of Christ. And I hear that, and, and I understand that, but how do we do that? This is the part that I... I went on a little journey with, and uh, Todd White and Dan Moeller helped me with that journey. <laughs> because if you don't know who you are in Christ, your identity, I believe that's one of the most important messages to the body of Christ, is knowing who you are in Christ. And if you never defeat this mind battle here, then you'll never be able to be who you are in Christ because you'll constantly wish wash back and forth, back and forth. You'll let depression set in because you're listening to the wrong thoughts. He said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And Isaiah, I love this, Isaiah 26, 3 says, you will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. If I keep my mind stayed on him, I can be in perfect peace. I don't have to be tormented by the devil. All these thoughts that bombard my life. I'm like, all right, Lord, I get all these thoughts. What do I do with them? You know, they keep coming. They keep coming. They never stop. And then the Lord spoke something to me this morning I thought was pretty cool. He was like, son, do you know if you use the word of God against those thoughts the enemy will stop bringing them I'm like really and here's the example that I used for my own life because I was brought up in a 
real religious church. I hate religion <laughs> with a passion. <laughs> I love his presence. I love the way he moves, the Holy Spirit. And there was a lot of negativity at times. You, you ever notice how the enemy, if, if you get pulled out of some place, it's like all you remember is the negativity about the place. You don't never remember all the good that went down, right? There was a lot of good things that happened in the church that I was previously in. The man that was at the pulpit was, he's a great man of God. Yet the enemy kept bringing all this negativity to my mind nonstop about this man of God. And I'm like, Lord, how, what do I do with this? I'm, you know, it's bombarding me. I'm sick of it. And if you ever dwell on negativity, you know how it makes you feel, <laughs> right? It makes you feel bad. You don't feel good when you start dwelling on negative things or something negative from your past. How does it make you feel? You won't forget it, but doesn't mean that you have to dwell on it because God's delivered us from it. It's in the past. It's in the sea of forgetfulness. But anyways, as these thoughts were kept coming to my mind, kept bombarding my mind, the Lord says, speak to those thoughts. Tell them who I say he is. I'm like, oh, okay. So I started speaking who God says this man of God was. He was a chosen man of God to bring the word to this church God saw fit to put him there God raised him up so I just started speaking who God says this man was he's anointed by the Lord to deliver the word of God and you know those thoughts kept getting fewer and fewer because the devil don't want to hear the truth <laughs> And that's who God says that man is. That's the truth. It doesn't matter if someone's not walking in that truth yet. You still bring it forth. Because the truth is what sets you free. <laughs> now, whether or not they know it is the issue. <laughs> See, if I don't know the truth, I can't walk in it. I have to experience it. I can speak it all I want. But if it doesn't get in me, I don't know it. You know, I've spent quite a few years with my wife. If I didn't spend time with her, I, I wouldn't even know who she is. Just because we live in the same house and I didn't participate with her, I didn't talk to her, I didn't, I wouldn't even know who she is. But see, I've spent time with her. I've spent time talking with her and getting to know her to the point where I can see a look sometimes go, uh-oh, I know that look, right? <laughs> because I know her. And that's what God wants. He wants us to know his word and know what his word says about us. It's one thing knowing those precious promises, and it's another thing to walk in them. Do I walk in divine healing? Well, I wish I did. <laughs> I believe it. I believe in divine healing. And I'm allowing my mind to be saturated by the word of God so that I don't have to walk in defeat. 
does that mean that I don't always or I always feel great? No. You know, just the other day, it was, it felt like, I don't know, you, you felt anxious before, right? Like nothing seems to go your way and you're being pulled this way and that way. And, and now if I allow those feelings to dictate my thinking, I'm going to step right into where I don't want to be. But I can say, no, just because I feel this way don't mean I have to think this way. Because my thinking's going to override my feeling. But you have to continue to do that. He says, if your mind is stayed upon me, right, then things will change in your life. That's the transformed mind. Um, Philippians 2.5. I think that's where I want to go next. Pretty bad. My Bible's falling apart. <laughs> I can pull Ephesians out and read it. <laughs> mm. ah. and at the heading of this it says unity through humility it says therefore if there is any consolation in Christ if any comfort of love if any fellowship of the spirit if any affection and mercy fulfill my joy by being like minded Having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. See, God is love, and he wants us to love as he loves. But I found out that just because I say it doesn't mean it happens. I have to be with him to learn how he loves. It says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. At, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which also is in Christ. So if I'm always thinking of myself, that's not having the mind of Christ, is it? That's the other thing that I've, in this journey that I've come to realize I can pray for my wife, I can pray for my children all I want, right? And pray for change. But he says, you can't change them, you can only change you. So if I don't put all my focus on me, that's not being selfish. What I'm saying is I have to focus on my own walk with him, right? He says... I have to run my own race. I can't let all y'all affect my race. Right? Now y'all can help my race. <laughs> and that's what he, he says. Like Daryl says, you got to link up with the right people. You know, 
Lord gave me a word back in the early 90s to be in the right cluster because there's strength in the cluster. I believe I'm in the right cluster now. Praise God. It's very aggravating and disheartening when you're in the wrong cluster because your heart goes out. You know, you, you want to see God move. You want to see people healed, delivered, and set free. And you see people coming in and having the same problems and going through the same things. And it's like, Lord, what is going on? But that's not our God. He, he said, I'm the God of freedom. I'm the God of deliverance. So I'm like, why isn't this taking place? <laughs> because we hearing the word isn't all... It's not all about. Hearing it is one thing, but you have to get it in you. He said we're to meditate on it day and night. And he, in Galatians, and I love this, uh, 16 through 23. Of course, that's where the fruit of the Spirit is. It says, walking in the Spirit, that's the heading. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. So we're already, you already see that, right? Our flesh wants what it wants. A Spirit of God who is, He's perfection. He's in us. And I loved how uh, Wade brought out last week of the gates. Just because something gets in this gate don't mean it's going to enter this one. You know, he said there's 212 temple guards surrounding the most holy place. Well, where's our most holy place? He's in us. But we have gates, don't we? We have an eye gate, ear gate, mouth gate, our mind. And... What he's saying is we have to be careful what we allow in these gates because we don't want to affect this one, the most high, because I want to be as perfect as I can before him. He's the one that makes me righteous. He's the one who makes me perfect. But I have a choice to think the right thoughts, right? I'm in charge of this thing right here. <laughs> and it's our will. He gives us our own will. It's not like the Marines where they're beat down. Their will's beat down, so they do exactly what they're saying. I mean, any military man will say when they're given an order, it's yes, sir. Right? Yeah. Where God says, my son, why don't you do this? Now I have a choice to listen and obey or not. I have a thought. I have a choice to listen to it or discard it. Right? So, walking in the Spirit. It says they're contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, or that's lustful, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, Outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies. Now, when you look at all these things, what we dwell upon 
can cause these things, right? If I'm not satisfied with the way I feel at the moment, I can always go back to where I was. I can always go grab a joint and make me feel good or grab a bottle. I have that choice, don't I? But do I really want to do that? Is that really what, do I want to go back? See, this is the choice I have to make. I want to move forward with God. I, I want to walk in the fullness of who he created me to be and not having the right thinking or going back to things that made my flesh feel good and in the moment because it never turned out good after the fact because when you live for God, when you love God, when you do these things, you regret them later. And that's a good thing. Okay, if you don't regret them, then you're you're in trouble. <laughs> and and that's the goodness of God. He brings that conviction to your spirit because he doesn't want you to go backwards. He wants you to move forward in him. So when we go move on, it says uh, envy, murders, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. See, it's a practice of them. We don't practice those things anymore, right? But if we practice the mind of Christ, listen to what we get. We get the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. I don't much care for that one, but it's a fruit. <laughs> Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, Self-control against such there is no law. You know, I looked at self-control. I'm like, man, everybody tells me I need to exhibit self-control over my life. Not realizing that's a fruit of the Spirit. It can only be presented when you're walking out by the Spirit. Now, I can use self-control in here. Right? And what I'm thinking or what I'm not thinking. So when the, the enemy brings to your thoughts, you know, when he brings a word to your thoughts of, I'm worthless. I'm not worthy. And these, they're real common, you know. Try to dwell on some of God's good thoughts for you. He says, I've made you worthy. I, I, God says, man, I, I look at you and I say, you're so worthy. I gave my son for you. <laughs> That's powerful. <laughs> that he thought I was worthy of his son. But that's how he thinks about us. So why should we go to that place of thinking I'm not worthy? That's a lie. <laughs> it's that stinking thinking. You know, if it was easy, everybody would do it. But I know the reason why we're attacked is because the enemy doesn't like it when we become like him. 
So when we're on the right track, he's going to be going after you. He may, he may even give you more of them thoughts. But guess what? Turn those thoughts around. Find it in the Word of God. I was looking at Proverbs this morning. That's one of my favorite books. And I was just saw some of the promises that he gave. I'll start in uh, 4, Proverbs 4. But if you ever want encouragement, man, just flip through Proverbs and Psalms. There's so much in there. Proverbs 4.20. And it goes along with the power of your words too. Because when you think about it, where do your words originate? In your mind, right? So in, in order to speak a word, you have to think about it. He says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Now he's telling us to pay attention to his words and to hear them. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to their flesh. You hear that? Wow, I can have health for my flesh. By listening to the word of God. By dwelling on his word. Doesn't he have all kinds of healing promises in his word? It says keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issues of life. And I started looking up in my concordance. That word heart. And it, I was amazed. Because... In this particular translation, it's Hebrew word, lab, and it's used very widely for the feelings and will and intent, the mind. Isn't that something? All this time, I'm like, man, I got to guard my heart. He's saying, guard your mind. Guard that mind because what you think is important. Out of it flow the issues of life. If I dwell upon him, I can become just like him. And that, that's the desire of his heart. Doesn't he say to have this mind in you, the same mind that was in Christ? Well, how do I do that? By reading his word. I can go on. It says, uh, put away from you deceit, a deceitful mouth. And put and put and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Hmm, think about where you're going, right? And let all your ways be established. Now he also says that he'll establish all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. My son, chapter 5, my son, pay attention to my wisdom. Let your ear, lend your ear 
to my understanding that you may preserve discretion. And that says appreciate good judgment and your lips may keep knowledge. And then I went over to Proverbs 8, 32 through 36. It says, now therefore listen to me, my children. For blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death. And we already know there's so much favor in him. You know, we've surrendered already, haven't we? And the reason why I'm not walking in the fullness of where I want to be is because I, I'm still working on controlling this up here, my thought life. It's never ending. It's every day, right? I'm not even sure where that one is. But he, he speaks of that. <laughs> that our minds have to be renewed daily. Right? And if I continue to renew my mind in the word. Get the word in me. And then speak the word against the enemy. Right? Because he says the joy of the Lord is my strength. Do I want to be strong in the Lord? I do. Do I want to experience his joy oh, all the time? Do I like feeling lonely? No. No one likes feeling lonely. But we have to overcome our feelings. That's when we got to walk by faith. You know? And speak the truth of the word. It's like, just because I feel alone don't mean I am. He says that he's always with me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. He's in you. He's wanting to lift you up. He says you're, he's the lifter of our head. That's who he is. He wants us to find him in the fullness of who he says we are. Who did he create me to be? Only one way to find that out is get to know him. And then when them thoughts come... And you're going to have to find your own niche in this because everybody thinks differently, right? But I can give you the, the keys here. <laughs> and that's using the word of God. Look at Jesus. When the devil tempted him, what did he say? It is written. He used the word of God. And we're to do the same thing. He said, I will show you the way. And that is the way to use the word of God. It's uh, Hebrews 4.12. I just started in 11. 
says, let us therefore be diligent to enter a rest. Let everyone fall, or lest anyone fail according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So the word is a discerner. It'll cut, right? And we already know our soul is our mind, will, and emotions. So if we take that word and use it against the enemy, it's going to cut it off of you. Bam. Right? That negative thinking. We already know that any negativity comes from the enemy. Right? So if you have a negative thought, you already know where it comes from. So take that negative thought and turn it around. You know, whatever he's telling you, you're not. Tell him who you are. Yeah. Because he says, I'm more than an overcomer. He's made me righteous. He created me in his image. There's a lot of good things he's done for me. But I can sit here and listen to the devil and keep myself below who he says I am if I listen. It's just like I can doubt who he says I am or I can agree with him. And I don't want to doubt anymore. I want to be the man of God that he created me to be. I want to be the husband he created me to be. I want to be the dad he created me to be. And if I live a, bring a legacy before the Lord, you know, if I leave a legacy here, I want a legacy of them saying, that man was sold out to God and he knew who he was in Christ. And, and his children know God and love God because he showed them. Just like my dad, he showed me. He showed me that transformed man before he went on into glory. And I, I love it because I knew who he was when I was a kid. You know, but that wasn't the same man that passed. He was different. And I want to be the same. You know, just like Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. There's people in your path that he's put in your path for a reason because they're followers of Christ. And as you pursue him, it gives other people that incentive to do the same. You know, I mean, my pastors, <laughs> they, they couldn't have come at a better time for me. Because they have that same passion for God that I, that I have, that I've been looking in a pastor. You know, a pastor that says, there's no lid on the Holy Spirit. You know, we want to go as far with him as he'll allow us to go. I'm just so thankful for this opportunity to share. Because that is the battlefield, our mind. And when we get control of that, I mean, that it comes even with 
diagnosis, right? We don't have to receive what the enemy says. They, they come from doctors. They, I mean, I wake up in the morning and the enemy tries to give me a diagnosis of pain. I'm like, no, not today. I don't have to receive that, right? How many here have that? Where you wake up and it's like, oh, man, my side's killing me today. You know? Uh-uh. <laughs> don't say that. You say, uh-uh, devil, not today. <laughs> this ain't my pain. Go. That's having the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ says, uh-uh, it ain't in heaven, it ain't in me. On earth as it is in heaven, right? Well, that's having the mind of Christ. Everything God says that is in heaven is mine. He says that I can walk in heavenly places now that I'm seated in heavenly places with him. Why wait to get into heaven to enjoy heaven? He says bring heaven to earth. That we're supposed to be advancing the kingdom. That That's our job is bring the kingdom to earth. And allow other people to experience the goodness of God that is flowing in and through each and every one of us. It's not limited to this church. He has churches everywhere. And people that want to walk in the fullness of who God says they are. And we are a part of that. People call it a remnant. Because right now it's probably quite small. Because religion has taken a toll on the church. But God says I'm raising up a new generation of people. That are going to walk in the fullness of who I called them out to be. And I... <laughs> I believe that's why there's so many unchurched today. You look at the youth, they have not been brought up in religion. Religion's a tough one to break. All they're going to see is Jesus. <laughs> and they're going to walk in that fullness of who he says they are. I loved what you said, I think it was last week. The youth, they're looking for something. And they won't know what they're looking to for until they run into us. The ones that are portraying Christ, to be Christ-like. They're like, man, there's something about you. There's something different. Man, you, you ever come across somebody and they just start telling you their problems? And you don't even know them? Why? Because there's a peace about you. That peace that passes all understanding. They come up to you and they're like, man, this dude or this gal, they've got something. I need to share this with them. Maybe they can do something about it. And yeah, they share it to the right person because Jesus is in you. And you can help them. That's in a divine appointment. <laughs> we want to thank you for listening in today. At The Will, we believe in cultivating a culture for more of God. Wherever you are in your relationship and walk with God, we believe that there is always more for those who diligently seek after Him. If you would like to find out more, please check out our website at thewellmichigan.com and connect with us on social media.